Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Part two of my conversation with Tony Swisher, the host of the Gospel Effect podcast. He is a business owner and event coordinator and producer. He's going to tell you all about that. But I want to dive into Tony's story. And I want to cut this intro as, as, as close as I can because I want to save room for Tony to dive into his story. So, Tony... Again, I so appreciate you joining us. Take me as far back as you want to take me into your story. All right. So I grew up independent, fundamental Baptist. Um, you wouldn't know it now when you talk to me, but that's okay. Um, and actually, I was, uh, I came to the Lord at the age of five. And then later on, like a few years later, I was actually molested by my cousin, believe it or not. Um I won't go into too much detail with that, but then fast forward to high school, I'm dating, um, and my wife, my now wife and I were dating at the time, and we had, like, conversation and worked through some healing and stuff like that, um, but it wasn't until a few years later that I actually let it go after my wife and I got married, um, but during high school, we, uh, the church I was going to, we did a mission trip to Jamaica, which was a blast. And uh, like during that time, I had felt a stirring for ministry. And it wasn't until uh, teen youth camp that it was a call to preach. And I still don't know quite what that looks like yet, but I know kind of where it's going but then back in 2013 uh my wife and i decided that the teachings of this church that we go to don't line up with what we believe the bible says and so we ended up going to another church that was a general baptist church at the time and like with that the Lord started to move in that church where we started like seeing things that contradict what was taught at the church I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And like 
the Lord essentially did a heart transplant in that church. And I won't go into the details of that, but like now, like it's the same church I'm going to now. And like it went from this country club Christianity to like, if you come here and you're a believer, like, we're going to equip you to go out and reach other people. Yeah. Tony, was that hard for you to, you go to that church all your life and you're feeling like, you know, because I, I've been there, you know, before my wife and son and I left to attend the church that we've attended now for the last 16 years, we were kind of feeling that same thing because I had been there 15 at that point. I grew up in that church from the age of 19 to the, to almost 35 being in, you know, being in that church, was it hard for you to make the decision to leave? Take me through kind of the mental process that you went through at that time. So the, the thought to leave kind of started in high school. My wife went on a, um, Church, went to church camp and she was going to an assembly of God. And if you know anything about like assemblies of God versus IFB, like those are radically different in terms of like beliefs. And see, I grew up Pentecostal and in college, I dated a girl that was independent free will Baptist. <laughs> so I, I understand it very well. Yeah. And so she went to church camp and had an experience um, speaking in tongues, which mm -hmm. the church I went to, like they were starting a Bible college. And that was one of the things that if you did within like the last 12 months, you weren't allowed to go to that Bible college and stuff. And like, we almost broke up because of it, but then I started diving into what the Bible actually says. And I'm like, wait, it says right here not to forbid the speaking in tongues and stuff like that. And so it wasn't until I stepped out mentally out of that echo chamber and started doing research for myself that I'm like, wait a second, not all of these teachings, these doctrines of men, if you will, which not to get too religious, but like there was a high and mighty mindset that started to become more and more clear as I started diving into scripture for myself and like my wife wasn't comfortable there like while we were engaged she went with me and she's like it's clicky like high school mm -hmm. like and so with that started looking at other churches there was another local one that was essentially the same thing as the church I went to but my wife describes it she's like it's like this church but friendlier which you never want to hear about a church that they're not friendly, but unfortunately that's like popular conception now, thanks to certain infamous churches that go around yeah. protesting things that shouldn't be protested. But Tony, let me jump in here. Let me, let me ask you this. What was that like for you and your girlfriend, fiance who became your wife? Because, I, I understand that incredibly well and personally because the pressure that I had growing up 
and into my college years was you date somebody Pentecostal. You're Pentecostal. You date somebody Pentecostal because, you know, it was don't be unequally yoked. (laughs) And I'm going to use that in air quotes. And for me, my wife was not Pentecostal. She was Baptist. But she prayed for God to send her someone that didn't drink, didn't cuss, didn't smoke, would take her to church. She just happened to run into a guy that was Pentecostal. For you, that shoe was on the other foot. When your girlfriend comes to you and talks to you about her experience, what runs through your mind? How how different is that for you growing up? I know I know the mechanics of it. Okay, I, I know that incredibly well. Take me through the emotion part of it. This is somebody you love. You feel like I'm probably going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Now they've got an experience that has changed them inside and out. Take me through your emotions and, and how you dealt with that situation. So I'm going to preface this by I was an immature high schooler at the time. Um, but like it was almost like a letdown if you will in my spirit because i'm like looking forward to spending the rest of my like we were dating and like i'm like this could be the one and it was almost like a letdown and we were talking over skype at the time like when she told me about this yeah um and like it was eye-opening some like kind of like the disciples when they tell Jesus that they saw someone else casting out demons in his name but they weren't part of their little group like that I was kind of like the disciples in that respect where I'm like well these beliefs don't match but in reality you can't discount experience and a true experience with God can always be confirmed with what's in the Bible. And that's something I found out. And even though we argued about it and I was talking about and using verses wildly out of context in doing so, but like I was firing back with verses and there wasn't really a heart of love there. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise. But if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast.
about why her experience was invalid. And of course, now I know that that was the wrong response, but ultimately it opened up a curiosity in me to dive into what scripture actually says. I love that. And I, and I'll share this with you in the audience, you know, in my situation, um, you know, what happened, you know, I, I was dating a girl in college that I felt like I was probably going to marry and her husband might be listening to this. I don't know, you know, but I've been married to my wife now almost 26 years, but my then girlfriend said something to me. She said, I'll not have my kids raised Pentecostal. (laughs) And for somebody that grew up that way that still believed that way when we got together I had to look at it and I was going okay well where are they going to go to Sunday school they're going to go with dad one Sunday they're going to go with mom one Sunday or if they say dad I hate your Sunday school but I love mom's Sunday school or mom I love I hate your Sunday school but I love dad's church you know how are you you know Jesus said a house divided against itself can't stand And, and so, you know, I understand that very well. It's, it's much better when everybody goes to church together. I mean, it's a lot easier and things like that. You were talking about, it opened up your curiosity about the Bible. What did you find that you didn't know? Because you you mentioned earlier, you felt like you've had a calling of, of God on your life for a long time, but what did your wife's spirit baptism unlock in you other than the curiosity part was there something else that that it unlocked inside of you uh i believe it actually unlocked my faith in a way and it started me down a path that led to where where i'm at now because had um my wife and i broken up at that time i'd probably still be going to that church and i think i was an okay person because i go to church on sundays and wednesdays and thursdays and like i'd think that i was this okay person because i went to church but and the people who go to this church i have no doubt most of them love the lord let's just get that out of the way 100 percent um but there's a religious spirit in that church. Well, so- Tony, forgive me for interrupting. I, I, I apologize, but you're a hundred percent right. What we've done with church today is we've taken church and we've made it about what happens in the building instead of what happens in the people. Yeah. And like when I did the mission trip to Jamaica, for example, I, one thing I learned in Jamaica was that a lot of people there know about God, but they don't know God. And it wasn't until recently, like within the last couple of years that I learned, I was the same exact way. I knew a lot about God. Like I could throw, wow. I could throw scripture in your face to defend whatever argument I wanted to, but that wasn't the heart of God. And like, that's something that was sparked by that conversation my wife and I had early on in our relationship. 
Well, and, and again, I, I've told my son this about sports. I can make statistics say anything that I want to say and prove my argument. And I believe it's the same thing when you're talking about, Tony, Scripture. Um, you know, and, and again, not to get into a, 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 theo, a theological debate, okay? And if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, why are you guys talking theology? I, I wanted to, to hear Tony's story. This is a part of it. But again, I I can I, I know folks that have said to me because of my upbringing and what I believe and what I still believe. It's like, well, this scripture says this. I'm like, yeah, but this scripture says this. You know, we can, to your point, if you want to take scripture out of context, you absolutely can. For you, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago that your wife's experience opened up a curiosity to you about the Bible. As you dove deeper into the Bible, what did you learn about God? And what did you learn about yourself? Um, so first with God, it like everyone talks about how like the God of the Old Testament, and by everyone I mean non-Christians mostly, talk about how the, the God of the Old Testament is a completely different God than the God of the New Testament. But when you dive into what the Bible actually says and uh, learn who God is for yourself, you'll realize he's the same loving father in the old and new, just the context of who his children is change. Yeah. And so, so like, I like to compare it to uh, the character of Brian Mills from the movie Taken. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I so, haven't. Great movie. Um, there's a lot of violence. There is some language, but the story behind it is great. And, uh, like, I like to ask people, I'm like, when you look at Brian Mills – this guy who goes across Europe killing people, like straight up murdering them, is he an unloving person? Now, with that context, you'd say, yes, he is very unloving, right? Because you don't know the motivation behind it. Yeah. And the motivation is his daughter was kidnapped and sent to uh, – like part of the sex trade where she was drugged and abused. And so he was going after his daughter with a reckless love, if that makes sense. Oh, I remember seeing the trailer for that thing. And, and you're the whole time. I can imagine the whole time you're watching the movie, you go, if that were me, I'd do the same thing. This guy's doing. Yeah. And like, with God, it's the same thing, only the child, the children of God in the Old Testament was Israel. Like, you're a father. So imagine if you had the knowledge that someone was going to intentionally harm your child. What would stop you from protecting your child? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. And so when we look at the Old Testament in that context, where God has the knowledge that this group of people with their culture and their beliefs and their weapons will defile mm. God's chosen people. 
yes, he, like he has mercy on those people by letting them continue for an extended period of time, but at some point he has to stop it or else it will lead to the demise of his children. Well, Tony, until I became a husband and until I became a father, I never understood what te- what the quote taking a bullet for somebody was all about. Yeah. Because you talk about you, you grow up with a guy like, man, you're my dog. I would take a bullet for you. No, I'm not. Ta- There's only two people on the planet. I'd take a bullet for my wife and my son. And I would willingly take the bullet for them. Like it's no choice. It's, it's me. I'm going to get in front of them. And you're hundred percent right. We don't know what goes into the minds of people like that. And so I, I guess in your in your search of the scripture and your pursuit of this new, it's like I've got to know more. What did you learn? Uh, so in that, I've learned some things that like God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in my mind, I knew that, but it hadn't fully registered in my heart, if that makes sense. And so... Like, I went from what the Christian community calls being a cessationist, where miracles, signs, and wonders, speaking in tongues, prophecies, all of that was, like, done away with the apostles, to a what they call a continuationist, where that stuff is for today. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Because the God of the Old Testament, one, he spoke the world into existence through people, freed his people from captivity with miracle signs and wonders, and then had prophets who also did miracle signs and wonders, Mm -hmm. and then came to earth as a man and performed miracle signs and wonders. Now, yes, Jesus is God, but... Scripture says he's the second Adam, which means he had to pay the penalty for everything we did wrong as a man. Yep. And, and so he had to, so he set aside his godly attributes as far as like human, like his unlimited stuff. And he walked the earth as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't make him any less God. I want to make sure I clarify that because I can see the comment crusaders, the Christians who watch it, like, oh, heresy. And so, like, 
he walked the earth as a man, but he's still fully God. But everything he did was as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit, and he did miracle signs and wonders. And then he equipped 12 people. In fact, there was even 72 people at one point that he equipped to go out and do miracle signs and wonders. And then he kickstarts his church with miracles, signs, and wonders. But to say that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, but that he doesn't do miracle signs and wonders through people anymore right. is a contradiction. Well, and, and again, for, for, for those that have always had the revelation, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, okay? That is That becomes a common thing. But then you understand that your relationship with God deepens and you get to know more. If you want to know about God, study his word. Yes. 100% of the time, study study his word. And so, Tony, I admire that about you. I want to go back for just a second. for And, and please, I, I want to pull out just a little more conversation around this. Yeah. You, you mentioned being molested by your cousin as a as a boy do you feel like healing came when you started really diving into the scriptures and seeing jesus for who he really was and i'm trying to lead the question here but i i get the sense that in your search and your quest through what your through your wife's experience that other things began happening inside of you that started healing some of those things that happened when you were younger. Yes. So when you start to learn who God is, you start to see how he sees you and like forgiveness is in essence, the heart of the father, like everything God did in the old Testament leads up to what Jesus does in the New Testament, which is ultimately forgiveness and redemption. And once you understand how much you've been forgiven and how much value you have as an individual, then that's when you're able to like be like, God has that same value for my cousin. And so you're, you become more able to let go of your past and release someone of that offense. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And, and I'm writing down for the, for the show notes. It's the equal value that God sees in people. It's not that I'm a good person. So God puts me here and they're a bad person and God puts them there. Lower things like that. Everybody is equal at the cross. Tony, I love how you shared your story, shared what you've walked through. I want to be respectful of your time and the time that we have. I asked you to share some intentional encouragement from a business standpoint. As we wrap up this conversation today, share some intentional encouragement personally. Maybe somebody's walking through a similar path that you've walked. Maybe somebody has had those horrible moments in their life and they're saying, I don't know that I see value in myself. How could God see value in me? I don't see it in myself. Share your biggest piece of intentional encouragement with somebody today. So 
one, God is not a respecter of persons, but he says that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And that fearful isn't like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid to make you because this might be a mistake. No, absolutely not. Fearfully means like carefully, as in meticulously planned out. Respectfully yes. is the way I would say it. And so like if you woke up and you have breath in your lungs, God's not done with you and he has a purpose for you and he just loves you way more than you can ever imagine. I love that. I love that. That is so good. And you know, that that's a hundred percent, right. You, you know, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again, Tony, God's the ultimate parent. If you want to see how to be a parent, just look at God. God loves us when we're stupid. God loves us when we're, we're, yes. we're pleasing. God loves us when, when, when we're not lovable. He, he still loves us again. Tell folks where they can find your podcast uh, tell folks how they connect to, can connect with you on social media. All right. So podcast is available on YouTube. Uh, just search the Church Keeler Ministries. Um, there's There will be the gospel effect, and then there's some other uh, church-related stuff, like the Inside the Community podcast is a great one that I've been on quite a lot recently. Um, and then on Anchor FM, just search gospel effect podcast working to get that available on other platforms um and then i'm on facebook just look up tony swisher find my face um shoot me a message let me know um or even find the church on facebook send a message and one last plug our church is actually getting ready to start a 12-month addiction recovery program wow um and so with that if you know, if you know, we're going to be starting it with women, and the goal is to launch in January. Um, it's called the Freedom House. Um, if you know someone who needs that kind of help, uh, look us up on Facebook. It's the Church Keeler. That's K E E L E R, um, and that's just where we're located. And even if we can't bring you in we can at least point you in the right direction and disciple you a little bit man that's awesome that's awesome tony swisher this has been so good i have so enjoyed our conversation today thank you for joining me on the intentional Kirch podcast yes and thanks for having me My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.